Hello, this is Saul Gonzalez, lead pastor of Lifehouse Church, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you so very much for joining us today. I believe that through this message, God will encourage you, challenge you, and better yet, change you for the glory of God and for the purposes God has called you. Enjoy this message. And we want to welcome everybody here. I want to invite you to open the, your copy of God's Word uh, to the book of Samuel, 1 Ch- Samuel chapter 3, Samuel chapter 3, and we've been speaking about a new thing that this is the, the sermon series for this uh, month is, is new. The overarching um, uh, theme for Lifehouse is to pursue, to pursue the new thing that God wants you is this month, to pursue. In the month of February, we're going to talk about pursuing purpose, like your, the purpose of your calling to become and to believe God uh, and to just to embrace the challenges that God has for you in terms of, of believing God, believing God, pursue God. Um, and uh, in this area of believing, and then as you become, as God forms you, as God develops or brings about in your life uh, the definition, the materialization, if you will, of your calling, of why are you on God's green earth? What are you doing? What's God's purpose uh, of why you and I have been called to be on God's earth with a purpose? And so, but today I want to talk about responding to God's call is to be able to listen to God's call again, like Samuel. Samuel, uh, God spoke to Samuel, called him by name, and yet he could not quite understand. He could hear, he could hear, but he could not discern. Um, he, he, his, his ear gate was open, but his spirit or his knowledge of God, he had not yet uh, known or he had not just, uh, had not the relationship with God to the degree where he knew it was God. Now, Eli figured it out, and that's what we're going to, look at these scriptures today. And, and so today I want to invite everyone to have God open your heart. So this message contains a challenge and a charge to say yes to God's call uh, on your life afresh and all over again, all over again. Uh, because many of us have said yes to God. We've stutter stepped and kind of let go. Uh, many of us have braced a moment where God has charged you to change you, to use you. And then we, again, uh, things happen and we've We've relented, if you will. And I am convinced that God's call echoes in the chamber of every believer's heart over and over and over again. The call may feel and sound familiar or at times different, but it's the same voice, the same source, the same God that has a claim on your life. There are many stories in the Bible and around us people who hear God's call uh, to do something different, something special, something new. Uh, And most uh, calls from God, unfortunately, go unheeded and or fall on deaf ears. Some, they're not quite what to do. And maybe this church has been called, every church has been called to help define, to help help you find a lane, to be able to identify God's call with God's purpose or God's task that God has for you. Many a times we charge people, we invite people and we say, hey, God is calling and we say, yes, he is. And maybe the church falls short in helping you bridge and those onboarding processes for you to connect with God's call. That's why we have next steps. Uh, when we want to suggest, we want to strongly suggest, I want to encourage you with every fiber in my, in my being to take next steps. If you took next steps some time ago, but maybe you weren't woke, you, you weren't ready. Maybe you weren't like, like, like you're not who you are today. 
this is the time to do it again. And then read, like in class, you know, I'm not going to say anything, but maybe in college, maybe in college I might have had to take a course all over again or two or maybe three. It's none of your business. Okay, but, but, I can, but I can tell you that taking a class all over again isn't anything to be ashamed of. The idea is that sooner or later, you need to know the content. You need the, the knowledge, if you will, this kamada to be able to go and take your life to a meaningful purpose. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't been baptized, be baptized. Uh, that is God's calling. And, and maybe there's fear or trepidation. And I want to tell you that most people in scripture or most people around us, unfortunately, God's call goes unheeded or falls on deaf ears. But if God is calling you, if God is, is, is whispering or shouting or, or calling you, I want to remind you that it's, for God, it's not a dry run. Uh, for God is not trying to just play a cosmic game. Uh, it's not a false alarm. It is God who is speaking to you all over again like he did uh, Samuel. We're going to read over and over and over. From the Old Testament, we're giving a powerful story of a young man, of a young boy named Samuel. The word Samuel means asked, petition from God. Uh, he was asked. He was the byproduct of prayer. Everyone say with me, prayer. So he was the byproduct of a prayer birthed in pain, shame, brokenness, prayer, prayer by his mother named Hannah. She was barren and, and, and nothing worse uh, or nothing could be more painful or shameful for a woman in said time, place, and culture than barrenness. Unfortunately, spiritual barrenness runs rampant today in, in our life, in our culture, society, and in churches. It runs rampant. Not, the, the, not, o- not only the inability to maybe even hear God's voice and to become pregnant, but once many of us hear God's voice, we, we respond, we become spiritually pregnant with something, with a, with a calling. Many of us, uh, unfortunately, miscarry. We're not willing to take it to term. We don't give it the proper prenatal care. We don't continue to come to God or to a church or join a life group that's right around the corner. There's going to be plenty of opportunities for you to move uh, toward a life group. Um, uh, Take away or move from inhibition and from insecurities or from laziness, spiritual laziness, and allow what God is birthing in you, uh, what God has conceived in you to carry full term uh, and not uh, experience a spiritual miscarriage again. Remember that his mother Hannah had prayed in a temple, uh, desperately broken, uh, that if God would give her a child, that if God would break her barrenness, that if God would exonerate her from Penina that tortured her over and over, here's Penina with more kids, with all kinds of kids, and here's Hannah broken, just wondering, can you give me but one kid was her prayer? To take away the shame and the, the, the brokenness. That was Hannah's prayer. Oh God, very much akin to, to, to um, Rachel's prayer that Rachel told Jacob, give me children or I die. I, I don't understand. My, I, I want my purpose. I want to fulfill. I want to feel like, like useful. I want to feel like I can be a mom was Rachel's plea with, Ra- with Jacob. And Jacob says, Rachel, I'm not God. Uh, You've got a gripe. You've got a concern. You want to be used of God. You want your life to have purpose, meaning, and fulfillment. You've got to go to God. Only God can give you those things um, because life is more than just being biologically alive. Life is more than just having a heartbeat today. 
It's, it's being connected with the why you're on God's green earth. That is what life is. I'd like to remind everybody that Hannah prayed that if she would get a child, if she would receive uh, uh, what is called unbarrenness, if she would just become fruitful, if her womb would be able to be, give birth and come alive, that whatever came out of her womb, whatever uh, a son or child, that that child would be given back, would be dedicated to God. God answered her prayer. That's what Samuel means, answered prayer. By the way, we want to invite you to, for seven more days of prayer till the end of the month. There's still an opportunity to enter into a fast, into a time of dedication, of a abstention, if you will, from this world, from kind of not just food, from kind of things and entertainment and stuff and sugars or whatever it is that is being an inhibition between you and God. How many say amen? That's what Samuel means. Samuel means answered prayer, a petition that was been answered by God. And so God answered Hannah's prayer and gave her a son. And when Samuel was still quite young, she fulfilled a promise. She took this young Samuel and to the temple to gift him back, gift him back to God. And she was willing to leave him, willing to leave the, leave the most precious gift she ever received from God. Any, any person who's a parent, a father, and especially a mother, Perhaps we are not willing or capable ever to really truly give God what you love the most. What you wept and was broken. What made you different than Penina. Barrenness. And yet there she is. Here's the gift. Here's Samuel. And she made a promise. Why? It wasn't so much Samuel. She wanted to be able to be a mom. A mom at a distance, Samuel working in Shiloh, in Shiloh, in the temple of God. And yet, a mom that gave birth to a prayer, and a prayer gave birth to a son. <laughs> she was willing to leave him, who, he, who um, had been so difficult to conceive and give birth, who took away the shame of her barrenness. Hannah returned and dedicated Samuel to God and by extension to Eli. I want to say that again. So when Samuel, when Hannah came and returned Samuel to God, he dedicated her. She dedicated him, fulfilled the promise, and by extension to Eli. Eli, the ever aging, almost blind temple priest. Eli represents many of us who had one time vision. Many of us who one time responded to the call and yet somehow through different reasons and vicissitudes and trials and maybe brokenness and maybe disappointments that we, the church, are responsible for. But you've let go. You've lost the anointing. You've lost your cutting edge. In that time, the Bible says, and God doesn't shy away from saying there was very little visions, almost no visions. There was no word of God. The lamp was flickering in the temple. And Eli was responsible. He allowed sons to go rogue instead of, of, of saying no instead of drawing lines and between the holy and the sacred he he would, did not have the courage or the willingness and God took exception God took umbrage God took it personally and God sent a messenger in Samuel chapter 2 who said your kids are gone your your heritage is cut off I had promised Aaron that from the Aaron that his lineage would forever, ever minister before me, but I've changed my mind because of you. And your sons will be cut off. 
And I will raise, I will, I will raise another. I will, I will from, from just my own. It doesn't have to be an, uh, someone from Aaron's lineage. I will raise somebody else uh, to take the priesthood. And that was, that represented Samuel. Samuel, as you know, that young Samuel in this text is fast asleep one night. And he heard a voice. He heard a voice calling him. And he immediately knew or he felt that the voice, it, was coming from old, blind uh, Eli calling for help. But it wasn't. This happened three times. And each time the voice took the intonation, took the, the semblance, the, the very the same uh, voice, if you will, of Eli. It's interesting to note that this was not coincidental or incidental. That God could have easily thundered, Samuel, Samuel. The, the temple could have rattled, should have rattled. But it didn't. And God spoke in such a way that, that uh, he could have spoken in such a way that left no doubt of its source. Interesting that God was testing Samuel through the voice of a mere mortal. Through a leader. Even if he was incapacitated, he was still a leader. He was still had the spiritual baton. He still had the spiritual mantle. And, and it's interesting that God was testing Samuel's capacity, willingness to assume uh, ministry through service. Ministry through service. The baton of ministry by being willing to respond in the affirmative to serve. To be of service in the menial, in the daily, in the simple uh, acts of kindness. And, and of serving somebody that needed help. To serve is what uh, Samuel was wanting to do, Eli's voice, uh, and, and he wanted to undertake whatever errand, fish, fetch Eli some water, maybe wood for the fire, maybe a morsel of bread in the dead of night. Samuel, Samuel. And he responded. There was something about Samuel's disposition, willingness to serve, just, just be of service in the simple and little things of life. By the fourth time, um, Eli, by the third time, Eli recognizes the priest. He realizes that this is not normal. That this is not uh, Samuel having uh, maybe a, a, um, a dreams. Um, he, he realized that God was calling Samuel. And I pray today. I pray today. That somebody here would be able to just fine tune. And figure it out. That all along, all that's been happening in your life, good and bad, ups and downs, disappointments and pain, that through it all, it's God's calling you by name. God wanting you to, to decipher and filter out what is worldly, what is not for you. Because ultimately you were created for, by God, for God, and, and for the purposes and the glory of God. How many say amen? Let's give the Lord a clap offering. I pray, I pray, I pray that today somebody will put two and two together and say God is calling me. Maybe not to be great, not to have a great platform. It's not about you. God is calling you to simple service. Somebody needs you. Somebody needs a cup of water. Somebody needs a faithful father. Somebody needs a discerning mom. Somebody around you needs for you to represent Christ, the light, uh, to be the salt, to be a willing servant that goes the extra mile. God is calling somebody to represent him. 
and not you and not your hurts. And it's not about your pain. And it's not about your yesterday or your shame. It's not about you, 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 or me. Ultimately, it's about why God puts you on his green earth. It's about him. It's about God. It's about his voice calling you again to say yes to perhaps a simple call, to sign up for baptisms, to say yes to life groups, to say yes to being able to serve even if nobody appreciates you, nobody recognizes you, nobody applauds you, nobody endorses you. It doesn't matter. It's not about you. And it's not about doing it so that others see what you're doing. And it's not so that you do something so that others recognize you. And it's not about doing something so that the church somehow gives you some kind of, recom- some kind of a recompense or reward. It's about you and God. It's about you and God's voice calling you again. Again. And again. Samuel was still a young boy, perhaps a teenager, but, but God was about to use him to carry out his work. Um, he, and we all know the significant role that he ultimate, most of us know the significant role that he played. And he was the kingmaker. Samuel had to figure things out so that later on he would be the kingmaker. He would be able to be used of God. This, this kid that grew up in church serving, the Bible says he was ministering in the presence of God. Or he was ministering to God in the presence of Eli. That's what the word of, he was ministering to God in the presence of Eli. And one day he would grow up to be a kingmaker. The Bible says that his word, his prophetic word never fell to the ground, never fell empty. And, and again, he would be a kingmaker. And by, by extension, the destiny of God's greatest people on the face of the earth was on his shoulders. God is our God is a God calling God. He calls people. He calls people from different backgrounds and different stages and ages. He called an elderly, an old elderly. He was already elderly, a wealthy and settled Abraham. And he told Abraham, I want you to leave your settled place. I want you to leave Ur of the Chaldeans. I want you to leave and I want you to walk to a place that I'm going to show you, even though God never told him where. A reluctant and exiled, broken ex-convict Moses was called in a desert Something was burning. The bush was burning. And it was curious to him why that bush just would not consume. And and he approaches that bush. And there, in that manner and that place and that time, God speaks from the bush and says, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. (laughs) Here I am. God called a shepherd boy that was unqualified behind. He was not even old enough to shave was called to an impromptu battle because he was there serving. He did not go with battle or he did not go to battle. David did not go with arms or weapons or a spear or a sword. He went there to serve. He went there with food, with bread and cheese for his brothers. And when he came upon the scene, there was somebody screaming, yelling. There was a giant, an imposed a giant, an uncircumcised foe threatening the armies of Israel. And he was befuddled that, that nobody was, was moving forward. Everybody was cowering behind the lines. And, and so David says, what's going on here? How could this man, how could this uncircumcised uh, person, enemy, uh, uh, insult the armies of the, of the Lord? And so he went into action. <laughs> he did what he was called to do. 
So he practiced with bears and lions, and he was confident that he, this guy, oh, king, he tells King Saul, hey, God's been with me with bears and lions, and this giant will be like one of them. I've killed the bears, I've killed lions, and I will kill this uncircumcised giant that stands in the way of Israel's destiny, of Israel's destiny, because somebody heard God's voice. How many say amen? There was insecure Gideon, fearful, that, that wanted. Gideon was so uh, tepid. So nervous, so fearful, uh, so uninclined to say yes that he, that he wanted several iterations of proof that it was really God that was speaking to him. And those of you that know the story, he said this and another fleece here and another fleece there. And he wanted proof positive that it was God who's calling. And I pray that most of us, hopefully most of us are not that reluctant there was Matthew, who was a tax collector, probably a cheat, and yet God called him to be one of the 12. And he ended up writing a book that today we call the Gospel of Matthew. That God chose a Nathaniel, a Nathaniel sitting under a fig tree, wondering if the Messiah would ever come. And the Messiah shows up, and he's still wondering if the Messiah would ever come. And I want to just remind everyone here. That to be like a Jeremiah and to feel like you're small and, and to understand that from the, from the womb, from your parents' womb, from your mother's womb, God already called you, knew you, called you, already set you apart to be a prophet, to be a minister, to be a servant, to be a child, a leader of, of people, to be a, a life group facilitator. You don't have to be powerful. You don't have to be great. You don't even have to be anointed. You just have to be willing. Just willing. Just, just willing to knock on the door, say yes to God all over again, even though in the past you've tried and failed, even perhaps that somebody disappointed you and it could have been the church. And there's people, there's person, be, uh, uh, just many people, I could talk about Mary and others that would said, Mary said, here is the handmaiden of the Lord. I don't understand how I'm going to get pregnant. <laughs> I don't know the science behind it. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. But behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, let it be done unto me. Let it be done with me, in me, through me, according to the desire, the will, and the word of the Lord. How many say amen? Would you bow your heads with me just a minute? Uh, this was just the introduction. I have 17 points that I want to uh, share with you. 17 and a half points. Would you bow your heads just for a minute? Just for a minute. Um, Pastor John, can you, can you give me a couple of... Um, just uh, napkins. Thank you there. So, Father, I pray. I'm so grateful, and I sense your presence today because that's how you call people to ministry. You call people to serve. You call people because you made the heart to be able to be receptive. It already has a built-in antenna, the heart. <laughs> that's how you created us. When you gave us the, bread, the breath of life, already built-in antennae. Um, that was already uh, automatically would, would fine-tune itself to be able to hear from God. And so I pray, I pray, I pray. Um, Abe, could you come and help me with this? I appreciate it. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you help us right now in this moment say yes to your call. Yes to your call. To the glory of God, I pray. Amen. Um, so... Uh, as we phase this in, because I probably didn't use it and it probably went to sleep. But I want to just make it very simple and practical about God's calling. So the calling, calling of God, there you go, often flows, and I think we're right here, um, often flows 
by way of, of, a, of a purpose and a process, a purpose and a process that is usually a three-step or three-pronged process. The first step is discovery. Uh, discovery, you, you hear God's voice. You begin to, to sense, like, like, I need to explore the possibility, a church, and God calls you to be a part of a church, a family, not perfect. You'll never find a perfect church because it doesn't exist. If you find the perfect church, please, please, please don't join it. It will cease to be perfect the day you join it. It will no longer be perfect. How many say amen? Because there's nobody perfect. So I want to challenge you. After, after discovery comes a decision. The decision to say yes to God. The decision to step forward. The decision to run a risk of running the risk. Of saying yes to God in whatever areas, passions, desires God has put. And then after the discovery decision, it's decisiveness. It's the decisive action that you need to take. So I want to just, just God calls and uses people. God calls and uses people. God calls and uses people. That would be you and me. Not great people. It doesn't have to be extraordinary. Here it is. God calls people that would faithfully serve him or serve God by helping others. Here it is. So God calls people that would, be, that would faithfully serve, faithfully serve God by serving others. Look at Samuel served. Samuel served the Lord. So Samuel served the Lord by what? By assisting Eli. So you want to serve God? You want to be used by God? Become a helper. Say yes. Be ready. Uh, take a secondary position. Take a tertiary position. Be the last one in line. It doesn't matter. Just be willing to say yes to God. Quit trying to look for a, uh, for, uh, for, for a title or, or don't be so picky, nitpicky. Maybe this church, oh no, no maybe. This church is not exactly what maybe you wanted or intended it to be. But don't use that as an excuse to not serve God or others. So God uses people. God uses people. Uh, calls God calls and uses people who are willing and able. Simple. Willing and able. God doesn't need your skills. He gave them to you. God needs your availability. God needs your willingness. He's not going to force you. God is not going to twist your arm. God is not going to uh, put guilt you, guilt you into being willing and able. You need to be willing and able. Then the Lord calls Samuel. Samuel answered, saying, here am I willing and able. And Samuel ran. Uh, he didn't, like, oh, I don't know. He ran to Eli and said, here am I, here I am. You called? Did you call me? That's all, willing and able. So God uses people. God calls and uses people that, that, are, that have the, who are willing or who can ultimately hear, who, who can hear and then ultimately discern, ultimately discern God's voice. Why do I say this? It's because a lot of us hear the voice of God and we don't know what it means. We don't know how to respond. Neither did Samuel. So that's why it took several times, several iterations. That's why you need somebody to walk with you. Uh, somebody that's been there before. A spiritual veterano. A spiritual veterano. An OG. -er, an OG. -er, an original gangsta. Uh, somebody that's been with God. Somebody that can help you contextualize. Somebody that can help you. Mija, mijo, brother, sister, let's pray. This is God. Uh, how many say amen? Uh, so, so God uses, God calls and uses people that can hear God's voice and that will take time, whatever time, that are willingness to go back and willing to go back and back until you ultimately discern God's voice, God's plan. How many say amen? Watch. So Samuel did not know, did not yet, did not yet know the, the Lord. Some of us are knowing God in stages and phases. 
Some of you are saved, but maybe not, you know you don't know a lot of word, a lot of memorization of the word of God. He did not know. He did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. So he called, called him a third time. This is God working with Samuel. The third time, Samuel, he calls. And Samuel got up. He got up. And he went to Eli and said, here I am. You called. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go lie down. And if he calls you, if he calls you, if he calls you again, say, speak, Lord. That your servant, not a judge, not a mighty prophet, not a priest, not somebody special, not somebody who was born in pain, not somebody whose mom gave, a, gave me away. He could have had issues. Why would my mom leave me with this old man? Why am I different? Why do I have to be here? He just, he just, he just speak. Here I am. Do you want something? Speak because this servant, this water boy, this errand boy, this messenger, it wasn't lofty, not an erudite, not no college degree. He wasn't a priest yet. He says, the servant is listening. I pray, I pray, I pray. I pray that you can take the role of a servant and not an, not an, an, an inspector of the church. <laughs> a servant and not someone who judges others. Not somebody who classifies and why aren't we doing this? And Well, whatever this church is not doing, you do. Just, just fill in the gap. So why criticize? Why, why, why waste time? So whatever you feel is the gap, whatever the weaknesses are, I'll take responsibility. So we need somebody to stand in the gap. Would you bow your heads before I insult somebody else? Before I hurt somebody hard? Would you bow your heads? Would you just be willing today to say speak? That's it. That was the only condition, Lord, speak. For now, you've got my attention. That's what he was telling. Now you've got my attention. I don't know what the assignment is. Samuel at that point did not know. It didn't matter what the assignment was to get back on board again, to say yes to the calling, to say yes to the moment, to say yes to the moment. And Samuel says, speak, Lord. This servant, this servant is now listening. You've got my attention. Whatever it is, I'm willing and I'm able and I want to hear I'm going to say yes later on. One of the other points is he had the courage. He, he needed courage to, to speak and do what God asked him to do, even if it was a reproof, a reproof of Eli and his house. And the Bible says that he stayed awake all night. And in the morning, he opened the doors of the temple. That's what the Bible says in the same chapter, that he woke up. He opened the doors of the temple. And Eli approached him and says, Samuel, come here and watch Eli says, Samuel, and he says, here I am. Responded the same way, here I am. 
He says, tell me everything that the Lord told you. Do not hide anything from me. The Bible says that, Eli, that Samuel was afraid to tell Eli, was afraid to tell Eli what God had told him. And yet he summoned the courage. That's one of the points is that you've got to summon the courage to say yes. Yes to baptism. Yes to, to signing up for next steps again if you have to. Yes to serving in some kind of capacity. In February, we're going to be launching uh, just, just a, uh, an opportunities for people to serve again or to lead a life group for, for the love of God, for the love of your calling, for the love of others. Join a life group. Let's do life together because we are truly, truly better, stronger, more united, more effective together. If you're here today and you're hearing God's call for salvation, you're, you're hearing your name being called. You're not sure, you're not certain, you're not secure in your salvation, but you want to be. Right, right now, would you slip up your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to make sure I'm saved. I, I want to be saved. I want that confidence. Would you lift up your hand? I see your hand. Anyone else? I see hands back there. Hands back there. God bless you right here in the middle toward that back pew. God bless you. God bless you as you lift and raise your hand saying, I want that certainty that I'm born again. You may, you may lower your hand. A second calling for everyone who says, everyone in your heart who says, Pastor, I'm listening. I, I'm discerning God's voice. And perhaps I got distracted. Perhaps I got discouraged. But I want to say yes to God's calling for my life in whatever iteration, however that looks like. I want to say yes to God and start all over again. If that's you, would you just lift up your hand right, right now? Would you just slip up your hand right where you're at and says, Pastor, I'm saying yes to God again. Whatever it takes, I'm going to take steps to say yes to God. Hallelujah. 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 Right where you are. Church, would you help me pray? Uh, for everyone that lifted up your hand physically and for those that lifted up your hand in your heart. Church, would you repeat this prayer? Say, Lord Jesus, I'm ready, willing, and able. Say it again, I'm ready, willing, and able to say yes to your call for my life. Yes to salvation and yes to service. Say it again, yes to salvation and yes to service, to serve others, to serve you by helping others. In Jesus' name, make me that vessel so I receive your spirit, your strength, and your wisdom. To the glory of God, I say yes. I'm ready, willing, and able. Thank you so very much for joining us today on the Lifehouse podcast. I pray and hope this message has encouraged, inspired, and challenged you to grow closer to God. If you would like to be a part of what God is doing here at Lifehouse, visit our website at lifehousechurch.com. That's lifehousechurch.com for more information or consider subscribing and share it with one of your friends and family. Thank you again for being part of our journey, your journey, that will lead you to know God better, grow together, and go serve and make a difference. Thank you again. God bless you. See you next time.